0: Thank you to Pastor Jesse and Pastor Dion for giving me this opportunity to share what's on my heart today and what the Holy Spirit has been stirring in my heart since Pastor Jesse asked me to speak. I've said this before, I don't consider myself a preacher or a teacher, but more of a testimonial speaker, sharing from my heart what God is doing in my life. And in that way, Fanning the flame of love for Abba, Father, Jesus, and Holy Spirit within each one of you. Lord Jesus, we are privileged to be here together. We have already heard stories and sung songs and fixed our eyes on you, the author and perfecter of our faith. You are high above all. You are high and lifted up. And Lord, you are at work here. You are stirring that, that fan, that flame within each one of us. You are stirring that this morning through the stories and through the testimonies. And Lord, we just, again, we just say, we open up our hearts to all that you have yet for us in this next half hour. In your name, amen. Psalm 73, 23 to 25, and I echo the words written, I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, and afterward, you take me into glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Those are my declaration words this morning. God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. It warms my heart to have South Africans in the house this morning. Two Sundays ago, I introduced Peter and jean and Johander to you the family currently living with me, who just arrived from South Africa three weeks ago. They will move into their home near Rosenort Daycare on March 1st, and Johander is loving school and is in Ms. Cronelson's class in grade three. By the way, Johander, the couple that spoke about the Dominican, that's Ms. Cornelson's mom and dad right there. How cool is that? So unfortunately, Peter, or sadly, Peter had to work this morning. He told me last night that he would cut off his little toe if it meant he could be in church this morning. <laughs> Thought that was kind of cute. It is an, also a, a great honor for me to have my dear friend Anciska here and her children, Cecilia and Lucien. Siska is originally from South Africa as well, but has been here longer, first moving to Winnipeg 17 years ago and then moving to Morris just over three years ago. And that is when we met, and she is a real gift to me. I'm going to get uh, Joe to put up the first slide. Uh, Surprise, mom and dad. So that's my mom and dad, and that's me. For those of you who are new to the Pleasant Valley family, I want to share a few things about me personally, which gives you context as to who I am and how I fit into this family before I head into the message part. Pleasant Valley has been my home since I was born. My grandparents on my dad's side, John and Lena Lowen, homesteaded here in 1940. Oh, by the way, I wanted to say, I stepped into the last, just the end of Darren's Sunday School here earlier, and he was talking about heritage and our rich heritage and how grateful we are for that heritage. Thank you for that, Darren. And it just really launched into this part of what I want to say. So they homesteaded here in 1940, planting every tree and building every building on the farm just over there. You can see the trees on the south side of the road where David lives now. At that time, four of my grandparents' siblings also started farms in this Pleasant Valley area. And there was a school on the property right there, just west of here. There was a small house where the teachers would live, and that is where my parents lived when they were first married in 1962. We moved out to a farm four miles west when I was one year old in 1965. This church was started at the end of 1961, but not in this building. There was a cute little church here before this one, and in that church, I learned to serve, observing my parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles played piano for the congregation, sang in the choir, taught Sunday school, went to youth group, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This very church that we are sitting in today was built in 1985. After high school, I went to Winnipeg Bo- Bible College or Providence College and University, as it is now called. After graduating from Providence, I left for South Africa in 1988 to go on a missions trip with Youth for Christ, a decision that would forever change my life. I then did three years of missions in South Africa. I met a South African who I fell in love with. After my parents' strict words when I left for South Africa, we give our blessing, but please don't marry a South African. Nothing against South Africans, just so we know, but they knew that the grandchildren would come and then you're a world apart. So I did exactly what they said I should not do. In May of 1991, we were married and exchanged our vows on this very stage. We lived here for two years on my parents' farm before God called us back to South Africa to lead the Youth for Christ teams where we had met. We did that for two years. We then did a very various number of things in the six years following. We had added three children to our family. We were youth pastors. We owned and operated a leading South African shoe factory, along with my brother-in-law. When that fell apart, literally, we lost the business. Then he worked in a computer industry while I was busy with the three children at home. In December of 2018, we received a phone call asking us to come back to Manitoba to pastor what was then called the Morse Praise and Worship Chapel, now called the Open Door. Next Sunday will mark 25 years That we left south africa and moved back to canada along with our three little munchkins we lived with my parents for eight months before settling in the house that i currently live in in morris we pastored the open door for 19 years my world at home and my marriage started crumbling in 2017 and since 2019 i've been on my own in the midst of everything crumbling and my pastoring at the open door was done I asked Jesus what he wanted of me, and he clearly led me to start a ministry called Finishing Well. It was launched officially in September of 2019. The initial vision was primarily to serve seniors in personal care homes by doing programs, singing and speaking, and connecting with seniors, bringing pastoral care where there were gaps. Finishing Well comes under the ministry of the Great Commission Foundation, through which I raise funds for my support. God has been so gracious in providing for me. When I was left on my own, Jesus clearly whispered into my heart, I am now your husband and I will look after you. And he truly has, and thank you to each of you and to the Pleasant Valley Church family for your prayer, e- prayers, emotional support, and financial support over the years, literally all my life. Shortly after finishing well started, we entered into the COVID years. This took my life into some creative directions which God has clearly used to connect with people and ultimately share the good news and love of Jesus with. One of those is the bread basket, which started in March of 2020, baking bread and giving loaves away. I'm nearing low 5,000 and I've met more people than I can count through this project. And then we become Facebook friends. And then the next project he clearly led me into is a half hour of worship every Sunday morning on, on Facebook, a Facebook live. And those people that have received the bread Often, then, tune into that. It's a beautiful story that only God could be the author of. Again, the far reaching effects of Jesus' love to people through this avenue is mind boggling. I continue to serve in many different ways in the region, and I'm so grateful for how Jesus has has led, truly bringing beauty out of the ashes. And He is currently still healing my heart. Those who have walked this path know that there's there's grieving and i mean we all have different stories here grieving different things and my story definitely there's grieving but jesus has been so faithful to 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 be my everything i'm so grateful for my heritage and the years of history in this very place and the found, the solid foundation of my ancestors being committed to jesus and serving him and i'm so grateful with i'm so grateful for each one of you I simply couldn't do life without you, so thank you. So back to basics. When Jesse asked me to speak, he just reminded me that today is the EMC Day, prayer, uh, EMC Day of Prayer for Missionaries. And he said, I could go down that route if I wanted, but I didn't have to. I just thought I'd want to make that clear that that is today. I know you pray faithfully for the missionaries that we have from within Pleasant Valley, but also many others in your lives. And so we are deeply grateful. We're not going to focus on that. But that got my brain going. And it took me to just a short um, encouragement and challenge for each one of us. So all through my school years and into my college years at Providence, my life revolved around sports, mainly volleyball and basketball. My identity was in my sports. That is another message for another day. But just to give you a little glimpse into my past and my passion for sports, a teacher named Mr. Fisher was my coach through the school years. Many of you will remember that name. When we moved back from South Africa and my children started going to the Moore School, Mr. Fisher was then a counsellor at the Moore School, a guidance counsellor. So, the one day he was observing my oldest, Gina, playing sports and he commented to me, he said, I love watching Gina play sports. She reminds me a lot of you, but she has a nicer way about her. (laughs) Okay then, thank you, Mr. Fisher. So, back to basics, what does this mean? So, as I pondered these words, um, to me, it meant back to simpler times, back to core values, um, just like that that recalibration that we sometimes need in our lives to to really focus on the the fundamentals and the foundation. So, I want to talk a little bit about volleyball. In the game of volleyball, there are three basic fundamental disciplines. Bump, set, and spike. So, I think there's newer words. You know how language goes and there's now newer words, I think it's pass, set, and hit or something like that. Am I right, something like that? Okay. So at our practices, we would practice those three things again and again and again and again, and those are the ones we worked on. And knowing, our coach was knowing that if we're better at the basics, then we're going to be better in the game and we'll be better as a team. Then there's basketball. So the three kind of foundational things of basketball, dribbling, passing, and shooting, and then there's other details, but those are kind of the three basics of basketball. What about our health? Our health, the basics. Nutrition, exercise, and sleep is super important. And our education, reading, writing. Do we still use the word arithmetic? I I hadn't heard that word for a while. Reading, writing, and arithmetic. And then what about our faith? And that's really what I want to talk about this morning is the basics of our faith. And I want to say, though, before I dive into that, is that we're all so uniquely individual. And this is going to look a little bit different for all of us. Even the foundations don't look different, but the outworking of those foundations definitely looks different for each one of us. So for me, those basics, for years already, I've focused on these three things, worship, the word, and prayer. And the context of this, I'm going to use this in a devotional context as I move forward with these three words. My time with Jesus, what does that look like? I know Jesus is with us. He never leaves us or forsakes us. But those times where we draw apart and we meet with him, what does that look like? And I want to encourage us with those basics because that is what gives us strength for the day. I love to become still. So I, I didn't always know how to become still, but my knee replacement just over five years ago was really, and then at the same time coinciding with my world kind of falling apart, really brought me to a place of stillness and that I learned to be still where I would actually sit in my chair I would lean back, I'd close my eyes, and I'd choose a worship song, and I would just let that worship song just wash over me. Now, I know we're all at different stages. Some of you have little kids. That isn't always possible, especially, I know, because my little Lily, she stays with me every sun, every other Sunday night, and 4.30, 5 o'clock is when she wants to get up for the day. Well, I'm not taking big time to be still and quiet at that time, but you may be at that stage, but carve out little moments of time where you can be still, where you literally be still. In uh, 1 Samuel 16, it says that the peace of God, you No, know, when Saul was in torment, he calls David to come and play his harp. And he says, and it says, and the peace of God came over Saul. There is such a huge, awesome, powerful dynamic to worship music and to let that wash over you. And then there's the word, the word of God. We know, it says in Hebrews, it is living and active, sharper than a two-edged sword. Psalm 119 is so full of the power of the word of God. And it says in Matthew, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. The word of God, powerful, anointed for us. It is life-changing. What I often would do is, um, it's called a breath prayer, where I would take a scripture and for me, my biggest breath prayer, what I mean by that is breathe in and breathe out. My, my top one was, when I'm afraid, I will trust in you. So I would like, when I'm afraid and exhale, I trust in you. And that was, sometimes that literally, that would take me through nights when there was some super anxious nights, that would be the prayer and the word. So that there I'm kind of talking about both of them at the same time. There's amazing apps, you know, we've all, most of us have devices, and there's awesome apps. I am loving listening to scripture in the morning, and there's, there's my, there's three, basically the You version has, it's free, and there's a little video, and then it carries on with some devotional, that's an awesome one, and then I follow Dwell and Abide, and both of those, again, just really, I think both of those are subscriptions, but also really amazing. There's a free YouTube channel called Soak Stream, Soak Stream, and they will play the word like literally nine, 10 hours. They just have the word, the word, the words um, speaking. It's beautiful. And then the prayer. So I'd I'd like us together, and you know, I grew up saying the Lord's Prayer in school every single morning. I know they don't do that anymore. But for those of us that that do remember that, can we say that together this morning? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you. So, because I grew up saying that like every day, it kind of became just like I just said it and not thought about it. But lately, I've been applying this or using, should I say, this prayer more in my devotions. And I want to read the Passion Translation. It goes like this Our beloved Father, dwelling in the heavenly realms, May the glory of your name be the center on which our lives turn. Manifest your kingdom realm and cause your every purpose to be fulfilled on earth just as it is in heaven. We acknowledge you as our provider of all we need each day. Forgive us the wrongs we have done as we ourselves release forgiveness to those who have wronged us. Rescue us every time we face tribulation and set us free from evil. For you are the King who rules with power and glory forever, Amen. I also want to highlight the Soakstream YouTube channel, where you would type in Soakstream morning prayers. Absolutely beautiful, just eight, nine, ten minutes, and I've I've been also just loving that. Um, just really a great a great tool that we have. So pulling it back to simplicity, so. As I talked about the sports and the different things there with the three fundamentals and the back to the basics, for me, when because our worlds are so um, full, many of them are so full, to come back to the simplicity of our of our basics, the foundations of our walk with Jesus. And that this week was so interesting because I haven't thought about the tyranny of the, of the urgent. Some of you don't even know what, that, what I mean when I say that. The Tyranny of the Urgent is uh, an article and also a book that was written in the 60s, and the tyranny of the urgent, you can go to the next slide, is basically the, there's so much coming at and the urgent wants to take over the important. And so as I've been talking this morning, the important is the worship, the word, and the prayer, is the basics, but the urgent sometimes just wants to take over. And for us, it's like that the, and there are times, absolutely, there are seasons. Like what Darren was sharing this morning, when you're in health crises with with loved ones, urgent becomes, imp- the urgent is what you need to do. So there are definitely seasons like that. But I know that the enemy loves to make us so busy that we forget about the basics or we let it slide a little bit. I want to encourage us this morning to to go to the, to really be reminded of the basics worship word and prayer and yeah that's it jesus thank you i love you thank you lord you had a very clear word that you placed on my heart this morning and i thank you so much that you want to take these morsels of truth and jesus as we go from this place you by the power of your holy spirit you will remind us, each one of us that may look a little bit different, of something that I said this morning that you want to highlight for them. And so I right now ask for your protection over the words spoken today. And Lord, that you would water those words, that they would grow and bear fruit in each of our lives. And I thank you so much for this church family. I thank you for how you use this church family, not just for me, but in each other's lives, Lord, You. Use us to draw alongside, to bring that comfort and peace. And I just praise you for that, Lord. You are awesome, and I love you so much in your name. Amen.